Hey everyone, welcome to On The Line. My name is Addison and I'm a 15-year-old aspiring sports broadcaster. On The Line is a sports podcast that highlights the stories of high school and college athletes so you can get a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to be the best. Welcome back to On The Line. Today I'm here with Annalyn, a sophomore golfer out of Hamilton High School in Arizona. According to Junior Golf Scoreboard, Annalyn is ranked as a number 10 overall player in Arizona. And for the class of 2023, he's ranked number one in Arizona and number five in the world. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be on here. Well, you're actually my first out-of-state guest. So I'm here in Washington State. And you're the first person out of Washington State, and I'm really excited to get your perspective. I've interviewed a couple golfers, but golf is completely different in Arizona, so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about your story. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I think I got a couple of things to say. <laughs> awesome. Well, how old were you when you started golfing? Uh, I, I think I was about three years old when I started golfing. Uh, I think my dad took me out to the range one time and I saw him hit a couple balls and, you know, it, it looked pretty cool. So that's, that's when I thought that's what I wanted to do when I grow up. Wow. You're really young when you figured out your passion. A lot of kids, it takes them a while to figure out what sport they want to play or if they're into art or music. So it's cool that you figured out that you're passionate about golf at such a young age. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it, it's, it was almost just kind of like a love at first sight thing. You know, uh-huh. I just, I saw that golf ball fly and I just immediately knew if I can do that when I grow up, I, I'll, I'll be a happy man. Yeah. Now, were you, were you naturally talented at golf or has your talent come with time and hard work? No, uh, no, I was never really talented. Uh, I was just, it was, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of, a lot of practice, but, um, I feel like uh, a lot of a lot of other kids may have more talent, but um, it's just really it's it's just really the work that really uh, brings me up to their level. Did you grow up in Arizona? Like, were you born there? Yes, I was born here and grew up here. And Washington golf, I wouldn't say is super popular. Again, Washington's a rainy state, and golf is outdoors, and a lot of times it's not as fun to play in the rain. So is golf more popular in Arizona? Oh yeah, definitely. Especially because it's, uh, the we- it's, the weather's almost like so predictable here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, there's not a lot of rain. It's always sunny in the winter. It's not too cold. And it's just, it's, it's almost the perfect state for golf. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of high school golfers, they travel and the courses are totally different in different places in the country. So have you ever played in Washington or a rainier state? I've not played in Washington, but yeah, I've played in a couple other states that uh, are very, a lot different from Arizona. A lot of, a lot more green, a lot more mm-hmm. vegetation. And yeah, it's, I just had to like uh, pretty much adjust my game. Uh, uh, pretty much all aspects of it. It's definitely a different style of golf than over here. Is there a climate that you prefer? Uh, I, I prefer, um, I I just prefer the climate over here in Arizona. I mean, I grew up here. I'm used to it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, for pretty much all my whole life, I've been playing Arizona golf. So 
feel like I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Coming into high school as a freshman, you really stood out and you put your name out there as a freshman. So what aspect of your game do you think sets you apart from other high school golfers? Uh, I would probably say my, my, my driving and my short game, you know, I, uh, I drive it pretty straight and I drive it, uh, pretty, pretty long for my age. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't lose a lot of shots, a lot of golf balls when I play. And then the, the short game just really helps me because whenever I miss a green, I don't really make that many bogeys because I usually, uh, I'm usually able to save it with my short game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, have you ever made a hole in one? I have not. I'm still looking for that. <laughs> I wonder like what the chances of making a hole in one are. I mean, they are pretty slim. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like I read one time it's like one in a million or something like that. Wow. But yeah, it's pretty slim. I mean, my friend, one of my friends actually has 20. No way. Already. And okay. I have zero. So I, I, I got a lot to catch up. That is insane. Do you think that some of that crazy? Do you think some of that is just luck or do you think that is like talent or what, what do you think? I think it's about 70% skill. Cause you got to hit it, you know, at the pin mm-hmm. approximately, you know, and pro- close to the right distance. And then, you know, I think that extra, like, uh, then luck just takes over what kind of bounce you get. And, you know, gosh, I wish I had one. Never, <laughs> never knows what, never knew what that felt like. I bet you will get that one day because of how much you golf. And since you've been golfing since you were three, it's bound to happen. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Now, are you into data and using like a track man or are you more into the feel and kind of disregard all that data? Yeah. You know, I, 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 when I, when I practice, I just kind of look at the ball flight, you know, if it's mm-hmm. not really what I expect, then I'll just try to fix it. But I, I don't really use data too often. I think if you get caught up in the data too much, then you're, you're not really, you're not really exploring what golf really is supposed to be. Cause you're not going to have those, those numbers on the golf course. It's all feel all mental, all feel. So yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. Now is your natural ball fight a fade or a draw? To be honest, it depends on the day, but more days than not, it's a fade usually. Mm-hmm. And then have you just had to practice on kind of fixing that? Yeah, you know, uh, for for me, the worst thing with a fade is when it when it when it doesn't fade, and you know that's mm-hmm. that that's kind of you know, it gets you into trouble. You know, yeah. if if you know it's moving right, you're not gonna lose, uh, miss a lot. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's not moving right, then you're you're in trouble. What does your practice schedule look like? Like, how many days are you just at the driving range? How many days are you actually playing on a course? Like, what does your practice look like? Uh, I mean, my, my practice is, uh, I try to practice every day, but when I do practice, I try to spend most of my time out on the golf course. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I'm not one to hit a lot of like golf balls or mm-hmm. just stay in one spot. I, I like to try to try to play. And then if I need to fix anything, I'll just fix it after. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have like a private golf coach on the side from your high school coach? Yeah, I have a few uh, names, Albert Murdoch and Greg Casagranda. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they really helped me a lot with my swing and, and my game overall. What has been your best round played? Like, when was it? Where were you? How old? Uh, in competition? Yeah, 
or just uh, if you're just having fun playing with some buddies. I shot 58 one time at Mesa Country Club, and that was definitely a round to remember. That's insane. Now, what was different about that day? I uh, I don't know. I was just more relaxed. I wasn't thinking too much. You know, I was just kind of hitting it and then go finding it, hitting the next shot. Didn't really hit a lot of fairways, but I, I made a lot of putts and and yeah, that that really translated into a low score. Mm-hmm. Well, you're just talking about being relaxed and kind of the mental aspect of golf because the mental aspect is a lot of golf. So just can you talk about that, the mental aspect and how you can keep a calm composure when you are competing? Yeah, the the mental aspect is huge. It's it's really what makes a difference between, you know, playing good or playing bad or winning and losing. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah, I in my opinion, I think it's the most important just to stay calm because the, the moment you get mad, you're not really thinking about the next shot or focusing on golf anymore. You're just thinking about what you did wrong it's only going to get worse from there. You know, if you can just keep a calm, just level headed, if you hit a bad shot, just move on. And I, you know, your scores will definitely improve. Now you verbally committed to ASU as a freshman, correct? Yes. So that's insane to me because I'm a sophomore this year. So same grade as you and last year as a freshman and thinking about like verbally committing to a school as a freshman, that's insane. So what was that like? Uh, to be honest, uh, it was kind of just like a, like a relief mm-hmm. because like the, the college recruitment process, you know, a lot of kids think it's really fun to be able to talk to these coaches. Some people think it's like nerve wracking, you know, them coming yeah. out and watching. Uh, for me, I was kind of the nerve wracking aspect of it. You know, I just wanted to get kind of get it out of the way and just focus on other goals, like what I like for myself and what I have in the future. Well, now that you have it out of the way and you were that type that it was kind of a stressful situation, do you have any advice to those going through the recruitment process now that kind of are feeling the way that you are feeling? Yeah, you know, just just don't sweat it too much. Uh, just just be be honest, be be true. You know, you don't need to fake yourself when you play play golf in front of a college coach. Just mm-hmm. be yourself. And then when you talk to them, just, just be honest, you know, if you have a weakness, just tell them they don't mind because, you know, no, no one's going to, no junior is going to be perfect going into college. It's, it's their job to really develop you and round, round, round your game so that you can, you know, play, play professionally. Exactly. Now, what made you want to play for ASU? Uh, one reason was uh, growing up here in Arizona, you know, all my, uh, elementary school teachers went to ASU so I thought ASU might must be a good college mm-hmm. and definitely you know all, all the golfers all the and the legacy that's gone through ASU and you know Phil Mickelson John Rahm all those guys and you know it's I just was always a Sun Devil fan you know that's where uh, I knew I wanted to go now you talk about Phil Mickelson and John Rahm who are some of your biggest golf inspirations uh, definitely number one, Tiger Woods, because he is, he is the greatest of all time. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's just so good mentally and, you know, how much he works. And then obviously Phil Mickelson, uh, such a great talent, such, such a great like wedge player. And then John, John Rahm is just a freak and absolute like monster. He's so good. And yeah, the, the, those three are my top three for sure. With the Masters starting today, will you be watching and who are you rooting for? 
Uh, I'll, I'll be rooting for uh, definitely John Rahm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know for sure, but to be honest, uh, I, I, I'm not. I'm I'm not really uh, gonna root for uh, too many people. Yeah. Do you watch like all the championships? Uh, I I try to. Uh, I, I, I usually watch the final round because, uh, that's, that's when, you know, you, you don't get a lot of commercials on there and you can yeah. kind of see how the golfers like handle themselves under pressure, you know, the facial expressions and, you know, what, what kind of shots they hit to these mm-hmm. uh, tough, t- tough pins, you know, I think it's a good experience to watch the final round of a major for sure. Definitely. Have you met any famous golfers or any professional golfer golfers? I I have not. I met Patrick Reed and Dustin Johnson, but that, that's about it. Nice. Now, what are your overarching or your big golf goals? Big golf goals. Uh, definitely winning the U.S. Junior one day. Uh, then Junior Worlds this year. Uh, honestly, it, it's kind of a lofty goal, but one of my goals is to go undefeated for a for a year for a calendar year, just win everything I play in. Mm-hmm. Did you just win a tournament? I did. Yeah. So can you talk about that and what the tournament was and just how you felt playing that? Oh yeah. So uh, I think this past weekend I won the ping Heather for a classic uh, to, to, to us kids from Arizona. It's, it's probably like uh, it, it's the tournament you want to win in Arizona. It's a really big junior event. It's an AJGA, you know, it's worth a lot of points, so that it's a pretty strong field on a pretty pretty tough course. And you know, I I just played well all week, stuck to my game plan, and I actually ended up on top. So it was pretty cool. Because you are such a successful golfer at a young age, and you are one of the best, what does that feel like? To be honest, it doesn't feel as good as it should be. Because you know, I. I there, there's still a, a, a lot of kids that are better than me, and I, I, I still need to improve, have room to improve. And, you know, it's it's really not done until you get to that number one spot in professional golf. You know, there's always a, there's always more. There's always a next stage. Yeah, so I was – the last golfer I was talking to, he was kind of saying that it's a lot of pressure to be up there and to be so successful and to win all these tournaments, you feel a lot of pressure to stay at that level. Do you feel that pressure at all? I feel it a little bit, but to be honest, uh, it, there's not that much pressure because I just, I just know if I just play how I, how I, how I usually play, how I should play, it's going to turn out all right. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your handicap? Honestly, I, I don't know. I think the last time I checked, it was like plus three or plus four. Forgot. Mm-hmm. Now, it's is been that, a while. Is that something a lot of golfers really think about or take into consideration? To be honest, with all these junior events, we don't think about handicap too much. I know, you know, it's it's important to like use uh, these like middle age golfers when they play with their buddies. But as junior golfers, we're really just focused on playing our best golf and then seeing how that affects our rankings and then uh, using that, see how many like bigger tournaments we can get into. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever faced any injuries that have kind of slowed down your progression in golf? Uh, I, I dislocated my wrist, I think the beginning of last year. And that really, that, that, that slowed me down, but also helped me a little bit, you know, it's just, 
it, it, it was, it did hurt. You know, I, I wasn't able to practice for about a month and a half, but uh, at the same time, it really just uh, gave me that time to kind of look at myself and really mo- like develop a practice plan and just get motivated to want to get back out there again. Mm-hmm. Well, when you are so passionate about a sport and you're practicing constantly, sometimes kids will run into burnout. So has that ever happened to you or do you have any tips on avoiding that? Yeah, that's happened to me when I was younger and I've, I've, I've gotten smarter each year about trying to avoid it, especially in the Arizona heat. You know, it gets really hot in the summer and there's no school. So we're out there for a long time. But I mean, my, my, my tip would be like, just, just take breaks, you know, break breaks aren't bad at all. It's not, it's not like you're going to, it's not like that 15 minutes, that 15 minute break is going to affect you like in a huge tournament. You know, it's, it's more, it's the most important thing is just taking care of your body than really, you know, you know, just trying to bang balls and try to get your game better because at the, at the end of the day, you know, golf is a sport. So your body is the most important thing in golf. Mm -hmm. Well, what has been your best moment golfing? My best moment golfing. Yeah. Or your favorite. It was probably winning, winning this, uh, this past weekend. I mean, that that was a, that was a cool experience, Mm -hmm. I guess. No, I guess. I bet that was a really awesome experience. (laughs) Yeah, it was was nice. You know, I, I got to, I got to see a lot of my friends from out of country and I got to Mm -hmm. win, you know, a tournament that I've always wanted to win. So that was really cool. Okay. So for all of your tournaments, do kids, high schoolers come from across the country, across the world? Yeah, you know, there's there uh, our local tour. It's all over the state, and then some AJGAs. We'll definitely get kids from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world stage, I'm not too sure yet because uh, it's kind of expensive for them to come over here. But yeah. Now, were you ever impacted by COVID at all? It's nice because golf is a pretty individual sport. But did COVID affect anything for you? No, nah, COVID was great. COVID helped me a lot because. Um, because uh, we we went to online school so all of a sudden mm-hmm. i had all this time to myself to practice and you know i i, I got lucky that they weren't counting grades the lat the the final quarter of my uh, my school year so it was just it was great i just kind of went out there did my thing for like eight hours a day and just came home and it really actually took my game to that next level there, there are two different types of people when COVID hit. Those who got super lazy, didn't want to do anything, and those who really liked that time and really used that time to better themselves. And one isn't necessarily better, but it's nice that you were self-motivated and got that motivation during a crazy time. Yeah, I, I definitely got motivated because here in Arizona, it was it, it, uh, golf was an essential business. But uh, the, the kids in California weren't so fortunate. Everything was on lockdown. They couldn't go out at all. So it, it was, I just kind of stuck to myself. Like, I'm really fortunate to be able to go outside and play golf. And, you know, all these top juniors are just cooped inside their houses. So I better make the most of it. For sure. And it's nice because you were already verbally committed. And the, the last person I was talking to, Max Herendine, he was saying that it was kind of a struggle because he's going into his junior year next year. And he's kind of worried because he 
because the recruitment process has kind of been affected by COVID. So it's like that you kind of had that out of the way as well before COVID hit. Yeah, I was definitely fortunate for that as well, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like debate about the uh, extra year of eligibility for collegiate players and managing scholarships for the seniors in high school. And it was it was honestly just a just a mess. I couldn't even keep up with it. So I was okay. just glad, you know, I didn't have to worry. Now, we just talked about what your favorite golf moment was, but do you have like a least favorite or some crazy, embarrassing story that has happened? Uh, my, my embarrassing story was actually at the same course I won at this past weekend, mm-hmm. the, the year prior, I made like five birdies in a row. And then, and then I had, I've, I hadn't said a word to my playing partner all, mm-hmm. all, uh, all day. And, you know, he finally says, Hey man, five birdies in a row. That's insane, bro. And I was like, Hey, thanks. And then I proceed to go bogey, bogey, bogey. And then he ends up beating me that day. And that was just kind of, <laughs> really uh really embarrassing for me oh no now how do you come back from losing because that's really hard because of course you want to win so do you have any advice on how to get your mindset right after an embarrassing moment or just a tough day on the course yeah you know there's there's, winning is definitely like a short-term goal but whenever I lose I kind of look at the bigger picture is like am I improving Mm -hmm. and you know if if I if I improved if, and then that's fine. If I didn't, then I, that kind of motivates me to go out the next day and just try to get better so that, you know, it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Well, my embarrassing story, I think could top yours. I'm just going to share it real quick. We weren't even okay. golfing, but this is when I was really little and I was driving a golf cart and I literally fell out of it. And my parents, <laughs> like to, my parents like to remind me of it all the time. And they're like, one of these golf interviews, you have to bring it up. So if you're listening, <laughs> you're welcome. I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh it's not ideal no i don't <laughs> even know how that happened pretty embarrassing <laughs> it's kind of impressive not gonna lie <laughs> i know well let's close it out with one last question and that is what advice do you have for young golfers or those who are just starting out uh just just put in the time and effort you know it's you're you're not going to see a lot of improvement right away but just, just trust me. If you wait a year or two, you're gonna, you're gonna really, it's gonna really pay off. You know, just, just stick to the process. All these people just keep saying, you know, practice hard, work hard, and they really do mean it. It, it, it makes it give, it, it gives you wonders. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time out of your day to talk about golf. I really enjoyed getting a new perspective since you golf in Arizona. And good luck for the rest of the season. Do you mind just shouting out your Instagram real quick? Uh, yeah, it's at Anawin P Golf, A-N-A-W-I-N-P, and then golf. Awesome. Well, thank you to everyone listening, and we'll talk soon. Bye. All right. Thank you for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of On The Line. I upload new episodes every Sunday at 12. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, and follow On The Line on Instagram, and all those links will be in the show notes. Thank you!